Welcome to the Parkway Live Church Podcast. Thank you for taking time to let God's Word impact you. Always encouraged to know God is touching lives through this ministry. Please visit parkwaylife.com to let us know. You can also hit the giving tab to sow into the ministry that you are experiencing. Now, prepare your heart to hear a word from God today. Today we're starting a brand new series. If you'll, again, if you'll stay standing for a second, we're starting a brand new series called New. I like new. I like all things new. And I want to read to you my text today. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. I can't believe I'm getting to preach the first message in the house. 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 17. It's not just new in here. It's new way down there. We're just real around here. You just got to get used to it, okay? Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a, say it with me, new creation. Read the rest of it with me. You ready? Old things have passed away, and behold, all things have become new. Man, I felt the Holy Ghost when we said that. God bless you. You may be seated. We're going to preach for a few weeks on this subject, new, and we are going to, starting today through this series, dedicate this house to the Lord and it's not a one-service dedication, but it's a, a series that we're going to preach and things are going to happen in this process of these few weeks that um, we're going to dedicate this house. Today is, today is Mother's Day. Today is Mother's Day. And I'm just going to tell you, it's a mother of a day. I don't know if I was supposed to say it that way. But when you've been through nine months of dealing with all that we've done, it just felt like I was supposed to say something I wasn't supposed to say. It's a mother of a day. And it just kind of felt good because some of those times I wanted to say a few words, but I didn't. But I'm grateful. I give honor, first of all, today to my wife, who is the mother of my three children. I give honor to all three of my kids that made her a mother. And uh, Alec is back home today, Macy, Paige, Adina, stand just real quick along with Macy, Paige, and Alec. Uh, these folks have put up with us, Alec. <laughs> Alec is back home today. He's been in, he's in Bible College in Alabama, and he's home today. Alec, Alec, as soon as... It, it just rained for a few days, <clears throat> and he got in his car from Birmingham and said, i got to come home. He drove as far as he could, and they wouldn't let him go any further, and then he stopped in Baton Rouge, waited a couple of days. Finally, he was able to figure a way through and got here. I'll never forget standing right here, and that boy called and said he's on his way. Alec, you'll never know what that meant to your mother and I. Dina, I can't ask for a better woman. You're an absolutely unbelievable per- person. I walked in yesterday. And I know some people get in their mind pastors and pastor's wife like we're on some 
a different uh, plane. If you hang around with Dana and I, we're just people. We love Jesus Christ, and we believe in the kingdom of God, and he's called us for a purpose, and we're ministers of the gospel, but we're people. We're people. And yesterday I walked in this room, and she is sitting on the floor at the entrance cleaning tile. That's what kind of woman that God gave me. And uh, I love this girl, and she kept me sane through this process. She, I've got my own personal counseling. <laughs> I love you, Adina. I love you so much. When I think about what it takes to be a mom, <clears throat> I think about the process from the very beginning. First, there is conception, conception, which is probably to us guys our favorite part of the process. <laughs> because we love to see our wives step into the role of motherhood. I don't know what y'all were thinking, but y'all need Jesus. Then after conception, just a few days, we're into morning sickness and cravings. And most of us men really, we don't really completely understand this craving things. And in fact, we really don't even know if they're real. <laughs> I re we really don't, but we're with you. And... At 2 a.m. when you're craving bluebell, I don't know if God built that into the process, but you said it does, he did, and so we're with you, and we're willing to not only buy it for you, but sit down with you and eat it with you. <laughs> we don't know if it's real, but we're going to go with it. First doctor's visits, and then ultrasound, and we see for the first time that baby. In the womb. For Dina and I, Alec, you know, won. Then they started coming in litters, and <laughs> Macy and Paige, and we didn't know this, and we are in the doctor's office. My mind goes to it right now, waiting to see the baby through the ultrasound, and he looks at us and says, one. Two. We didn't catch it at first. Then he said it again, one and two. And by this time, we had caught, we caught up with it. And we started growing white. And he literally looked at us and said, are you kids okay? My first thing that I said is, because I was broke, I said, is this going to cost me double? And he said, I tell you what, Nathan, I'll help you out. I'll deliver them both for the price of one, but from there on out, it's yours. <laughs> and now they're graduating in a few days, and let me tell you, I'm sure wishing that doctor's pay would be coming in about right now to help us <laughs> for college. And then the lady's body starts to change, and it is just 
Such a cute time. It really is. At this stage. <laughs> baby bump. First little baby bump. And, and um, all the process, maternity clothes, brand new type of clothes that you wear during this time. And the march towards the blessing of a baby is so much fun, but so much change. Old furniture out, new furniture in. But baby, this furniture here is not old. It's got to go. New furniture in. Walls being repainted. Rooms being repurposed for different things. Baby showers being planned to help the young couple recover some of the loss of all of the new that is in their life. Sports car, out, minivan, in. I told my wife, baby, we're not doing a minivan thing. So we got an SUV. And then the twins came, and there were so many baby seats, three kids in diapers, that the, the, we had, when we pushed the door on the side, the baby seats kind of went... But I wasn't driving no minivan. For those of you that did, God richly bless you. I'm cooler than that. <laughs> then as time moves towards the end of the pregnancy, well, feet begin to swell. And for some ladies, the nose begins to spread. And swell. It's so cute. <laughs> you better say it's cute. Even the cute clothes that you bought that were maternity, maternity clothes, they don't even fit anymore. It's okay because it's all right. You put up with it because you've been wanting a baby since you were a little bitty girl. Barbie dolls and you dreamed of having a child. And now it's messed up your body. It's changed from being that PYT. <laughs> All of you millennials are not going to know what that is. <laughs> to being what you are today. But it's worth it. It's worth it because it's what you dreamed of since you were a little bitty girl. And, and now... Something is about to be born, and you are going to be called a mother, a mother. And then after nine months of tears and pain, nausea, sleepless nights, it all becomes worth it when you hear the cry and the doctor hands you Something brand new. Outside the door, and I especially remember this with Alec, because Alec, we didn't know what we were going to have. We didn't know if it was going to be a boy or a girl. We didn't want to know. And all of our family, um, my father-in-law and mother-in-law, who are here today, and I'm so honored to have um, brother and sister A.D. Spears with us today. I'm so glad to have my mom. Would you please... Please welcome them 
Parkway. She is a beautiful, beautiful mom who raised a beautiful, beautiful daughter. And uh, I give her honor today. All of the grandkids call her Gaga. This was way before there was a Gaga. In fact, I call her the original Lady Gaga. And uh, would y'all just stand today? Would y'all be so kind to stand? They look so sharp today. And this is, this is, this is how my wife is so beautiful. They were outside the door, my mom and dad, Brent's uncles, my brother, uncles, all this, outside the door, and they're waiting. They've got their ear next to the door. And all of a sudden, they hear Alec go, and when he does that, you can hear, we're inside, and I can hear everybody else go, I heard him, I heard him, I heard What is it? And then the word comes, it's a boy. It's a boy. And everybody gets so excited, and they would have been excited if it was a girl also. That's equal opportunity. I had to say that. <laughs> but, but so excited, and, and the family is rejoicing, and, and the name now lives on, and the legacy of this family continues, and we praise God for the miracle that's been birthed. Then mom begins to enjoy every single season, and as she watches her baby grow into what God called it to be. And it grows and the girls grow and your kids begin to grow and you go to games and you go to graduations, kindergarten and, and then 12th grade. All this opportunity for you to see them develop and grow and to be what you called them to be. That new that was birthed from you is now growing to become what you always dreamed it would become and the blessing and the fruit that's come from you. And I want to say today, thanks, Mom. Thanks, Mom, for enduring the entire process and we absolutely love you for it. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I want every man in the house to stand, every man in the house to stand. And when you do this, I want you to put your hands together for every mama in the house like you better do Thank you, Mom. I tell my mom today I shout out. She does, she's not on Facebook and all that stuff, but I shout out to Judy Keating today for being my mom. I love her dearly. On 8-6-17, we ended a series called Ships. People. <laughs> it was called ships. You think God wasn't getting us ready? There was times that I said, God, why did we tear down our, it was, the, it was a ship that was, I'm telling you, it was, it was so high, it was unbelievable. Terry and Phyllis built it so you know it was big. And I got up in the ship and preached. Y'all remember that? There was days in this flood I said, God, where is the ark? I need the ship back. 8, 6, 17. Our last series, one of those was hardships. 
And we preached this message, and you saw some of it a few minutes ago. One week later, or 10 days later, excuse me, on 8-16-17, we were in a Wednesday night series called Steadfast Integrity. You need to know the story that I'm telling you. We're in a series called Steadfast Integrity on Wednesday nights, and our Wednesday night family was in the house, and we were teaching. And to be honest with you, I was enjoying the series. I love anything to do with character and integrity, and I was having fun teaching it and had my notes. And I mean, I was, I was just really enjoying it, and something happened in the middle of my message. If you were here that night, would you please stand? Would you please stand if you were in this house? Let me just ask you, do you remember that night? Do you remember that night? You may be seated. 8, 16, 17. And God literally, all I can tell you is God took over in the middle of my message. I mean, I'm talking about I'm preaching and God took over. I left my notes way behind. I left the subject of character and integrity and way behind. And something began to happen. And I could feel it in the atmosphere on that Wednesday night. And I just went off the chain and began to preach something that I felt all of a sudden just hit me. And it just felt like the conception of something. We all felt the conception of something in the middle of the teaching. And it went from teaching to off my notes speaking faith and and a prophetic word, and I knew at that time it was a prophetic word of what God was about to do in this church. And I preached about uh, God was going to send us every color and every creed, and He was going to make this church no longer just be a house of of one color, but a house full of every color and every creed. And and He was going to feel, and He was going to bless, and He was going to do, and. And, and, and as we preach these things that were just coming out, I mean, it, 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 it was so organic and so real and so pure. And if you were here that night, we all got out of our pews and we made a big circle in this house and we held hands. And, and, I, and I made a statement, I made a few statements that really stuck with me even that night that, that literally almost scared me. But one of those is I said, listen, I want you tonight tonight to mark the date down of 8 16 17 because God has done something in the house tonight may you remember that God is and I'm going to tell you it was the conception I didn't know how to describe it that way but it was a conception and it was a joyful time it was that moment when something was conceived inside of the house And I felt something that God was doing in the womb of this church that stirred my soul and it scared me a bit and especially when I made a statement and this statement honestly scared me that night and and for a few days after that, I'm I'm just going to be honest with you, it scared me because as pastor, we don't like what I was about to say but it, it came out of my mouth and when I said it, I knew it was from God but I said, What God is calling us from this night forward, everybody is not going to make the journey with us. 
I went home that night and I, I literally, I was like, God, why did I say that? But I knew it was not something that I just made up. I knew it was a God thing. And it was like God reassured me I, I was in that. And days later, he continued to reassure that with me that everybody's not going to make the journey with us. And I don't like that kind of talk. I don't like that kind of stuff. I want like everybody to make the journey. And, 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 I, and I felt that and I knew that God had something for us. And then I preached that. And then on the Saturday after that, my message was prepared, was ready to go on a Saturday night. The notes are ready. The PowerPoint is made. Everything's ready. And I'm getting ready to go to bed. And the Lord again started stirring my heart and my spirit. And I knew, I knew what it means to feel and hear the voice of God. And I began to feel something stirring inside of me. And I was like, be honest with you, I was like, oh God, really? And I went back to my computer and I began to type again. I cleared the old message out. We started, we started something and we begin to work on something fresh for the next morning. Now, it's like writing a, a paper for school. I mean, it's not an easy thing, and there's a lot of words involved. And, and, and then they've got to find the graphics and build the PowerPoints, and that takes a long time. And somewhere, somewhere I fell back in bed when I did, and I knew that I had heard from God, and I knew I was preaching when I was supposed to be preaching, and and I stepped in this pulpit on 8-20-17 and I preached this message, Behold a new thing. <laughs> you think God's not awesome? Now, you see, you see, this doesn't fit on the screen real good. It's kind of fuzzy and it doesn't fit on the side real good in here. And the reason why is this is the original graphic from that morning and if you don't know anything about graphics, these new screens, these are all new screens, and these are 16 by 9 wide screens. And at that time, we had 4 by 3 wide screens. And so this fit the old screen. And all I can say is it was early on in the pregnancy, and we were still skinny. <laughs> I behold a new thing. Our text this that day, and if, this don't give you chills. Listen to the text, Isaiah 43, 18 through 19. It says, do not remember the former things, nor consider the things of old. I broke this scripture up so we could really see all the parts. Do not remember the former things, nor consider the things of old. Behold, I will do a new thing. Now, look at this, people. Now it shall spring forth. Shall you not know it? Don't you know this? I will even make a road in the wilderness, and I will make rivers in the desert. Is that not unbelievable? And we preach six principles to embrace the new thing that God was about to do. And these are the six principles. Number one was don't evaluate, don't evaluate what God is about to do by what he has done in the past. Number two, believe in the God of second chances. Number three, expect to God to begin it right now. 
Number four, believe the vision of the house. Believe the vision. Number five, follow the new road and the new river. And number six, we become what we behold. What you can conceive and believe you can achieve, but you've got to speak a behold into your darkness, into your brokenness, into that moment that you don't understand. You've got to declare something even though you don't see it. You've got to, you've got to speak a bold behold. You've got to put your faith and speak a behold. You've got to speak new things in the wilderness wilderness and desert seasons of your life. You've got to believe. You've got to speak into existence as if it has already occurred. You've got to speak a behold. And that morning we declared it. We stood over this building and people began to say behold. And I said God started something 8, 16, 17 and we're going to speak it today and we're going to claim it today and we're going to speak a behold. I want you to stand here today and I want you to do one thing. I want you to cry out. Please, would you stand with me today? And I want you to cry out with me and say, Behold. And I want you to speak a behold over everything around you, every chair around you, that God would feel every chair, that God would feel every aisle, that God would feel every place, that God would feel the new Parkway Kids Center, that God would do it. Speak a behold in the name of Jesus Christ. Somebody said behold. Man, I love it. I feel the Holy Ghost up in this house right now. Some of you... Some of you may not be able to see it, but just trust me. There's a house full of people that are seeing things that you can't see, and we speak behold in the name of Jesus Christ. Behold. Behold. Behold, your marriage makes it. Behold, this house is full. Behold, your houses are blessed. Behold, your finances are blessed. Behold, God pays for what we've done. Behold, behold, behold. Speak it and believe. Don't let just me speak it. You've got to get a hold of it and speak it. Somebody said behold. Somebody stretch your hands toward Parkway Kids. It's that way. And somebody said, Behold. <laughs> Can I tell you something today? I just got a report from Abby. Wave your hand, Abby. She wasn't in here when I bragged on the staff, but this girl is amazing. Amazing. Guess what today? Guess what today? 95 kids in Parkway Kids. Behold. Behold. That's more people than voted me in 16 years ago. You know why? Because st standing down in a gym 16 years ago, the, the pews were three different colors, and I walked in, and I, was, I came from a larger church, and I walked in, and I go, oh, God, are you sure? I'm just being honest with you. But I had to speak some beholds. And we started seeing the pews start filling up. We turned them all the same color first. And then we started seeing the pews begin to fill up. And then we did something that wasn't even created for a balcony. We, we turned some kind of walkway down there, and we started putting 
pews up in the, in the balcony of that gym. And I remember one service, I went up in the balcony, right, Brandon? And I started speaking from the balcony, and we were speaking, behold, I could see a full balcony. You don't remember this, but I remember you being one of the ones that I thank God for because I still remember the day you visited uh, Belinda and you were sitting in the balcony. You kind of had your nose snarled up because you didn't know all about us at the time. But I got to tell you, I was speaking it. I was claiming it. I believed it. Behold! Some of you are sitting in here today. You don't even know why you're here. You've heard about these crazy people at Parkway. You don't even know. But what you don't know, we prayed for you before you got here. And you are part of our behold. <laughs> one more time. One more time. Just do it for the devil. Just do it for the devil in his ear. Just say, behold. 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 We're claiming new territory, new things, new blessings. You may be seated. I got to calm down. I got to calm down. It's Mother's Day. It's Mama Day. But unbeknowing to all of us, that would be the last Sunday service in that building as we knew it. We're speaking beholds. We're speaking faith. And we, we don't even have a building I don't know very many churches since I've been in the ministry 30, 31 years that lost everything. I know some churches that a hurricane or a tornado hit their main field, but they moved. I've, ne- I've just not heard many churches that lost everything. I mean, folks, we don't have anything. It's gone. And that Sunday before that, we're speaking beholds and God's going to do a new thing. Did y'all know what our sign said? When it flooded, something is happening. (laughs) I mean, I think we're on national news. And the devil's laughing as something happening went underwater. And you couldn't even read it anymore. But somewhere behind the water is a behold. And you better never let things drown in your life when a behold has been spoken over. You can understand for a moment there may be a season in the darkness when you don't understand and when you don't get it and when you can't put it all together. And it's funny and the world makes fun of the something happening statement. But I got to tell you, you better know if you're a child of God, if you've spoken a behold and you've laid the name of Jesus to it, don't you step back from the rhema that God has given you. I got to calm down. It's Mama's Day. And the following Sunday, the pregnancy started to show for the first time. After the behold, a new thing, the next Sunday, the pregnancy is starting to show for the first time and morning, morning sickness is so bad that at 8.30 on Sunday morning, we called church off. Praise singers were already getting ready with musicians. But the morning sickness was so bad, we had to shut it down. It's raining. The morning sickness, I don't want to know what you called your morning sickness. We called ours Harvey. The next few days would be the ugly first few days of the new thing being on board. We did not feel like going outside. 
we were consumed with all sorts of change to our body. And as the new thing was in this first trimester, we were thinking, I don't know if I want the new thing. Because it's not very fun. And we're all stuck in our houses and we're gaining weight because we can't get outside and we're eating and eating and we got nervous energy and everybody moved to my house. Michael and Carmen's house flooded. Scott's didn't flood, but he just wanted to come over for the party. <laughs> Alec is home. I think Brandon and Courtney started to move out and come over. <laughs> Not really, but, but, and I'm going, God, I don't know if I like this first trimester. And by the next Sunday, September the 3rd, we're moving furniture out and we're crying and we're weeping. People that didn't go to this church drove by and saw pews out there and they were like weeping. And I had people tell me that all over their city. It was a sad day. Those pews were only 10 years old. I know the furniture was new, but there's a new thing coming. And the pews got to go the road. We're all fighting against the change. But knowing that we had a promise inside of us somehow made the old things going out bearable because there seemed to be a wiggle of something new in our spirit. And I watched as the body called the church encouraged itself in the Lord saying, this is not the end, but the beginning of something new, but we were ripping things out gym floors coming up and everything that's going out, I'm seeing dollar bills because I know what we paid for all of it. And sometimes you just have to get the room ready for the new thing that's coming. And the next few weeks would be the toughest of it all as we exchanged our church clothes for maternity clothes. And they looked a lot like that. And we started something on the front porch that morning that I preached to you on the front porch as you stood there in your work gear ready to unload the furniture from this house. And I said, today we're starting a new kind of revival called Serve Survival. And we're going to serve everybody in this city. We're going to serve. And as soon as we got our stuff out... We, we yanked the stuff out of that gym, and as soon as we got out of that gym, we started rolling 18-wheelers in here and started serving our community again because we were in survival. You people came up here. You, you, you would come back for lunch after digging and mucking out houses and walk back in there, and you were white from head to toe, and all of us were, and our hands were nasty and we were yucky, but we were in survival. Let me just tell you, every behold always has a serve connected to it. Because if you're going to go to the next level, you've got to learn how to be a servant. Cravings. Cravings. But so many folks cook for us. We could keep working and sleepless nights and tossing and turning, praying that this new would be better than the old. And yes, Brandon, I did miss a lot of sleep. Tears as we drive. I'll never forget the first morning we drove past this church. It was locked down from north to south and we drove to Beaumont because a precious man said, hey, 
I was standing on this big overpass down here, and God spoke to me about y'all's church and said, our church is going to become available to help the church have church. And I never met Sam Walker, but he opened the doors of his church, and our body moved down there, but it was tough. It was tough, and we wept and we cried as we drove past this building, pain as we felt the new in us stretch our potential for a miracle and nausea, nausea when you look around and you see people hurting around you because they lost so much. When I look at David and Judy and see a lifetime of hard work, boom, gone. I felt nauseated. I felt broken for them as we held them as they wept and cried and so many others. And, and however, always open doors leading us to the next step. And even in all of the confusion, we could feel the wiggle inside of us that something might really be happening, that God may be working this all out for our good. And oh, by the way, you heard me say it earlier in the message that they showed a clip. We asked God that night on 8, 16, 17, and then again on 8, 20, we asked God for $550,000 so we could move and stretch. This building was full. We had to do something. God, what do we do? We need $550,000. And then we made a statement that, God, would you please do something that I can't get the credit as the pastor that nobody else can get the credit for? And he said, oh, yeah, if you just shut up, move out of the way, we got something for you. And so 550000 we asked him for. You know what he gave us? $725,000. The insurance just so kindly wrote us a check as they were smiling. Long days trying to work through the fact that the body was changing. And then God said, a specialist, because when, when you're going through a time like this, you need a specialist. And he sent a certain specialist to help us through certain seasons. And the first specialist that stepped on board from the day it started was a guy by the name of Larry Poe. Stand up, Larry. Stand up, Larry. I know you church was praying for me during this time. You were praying for me because you knew I was working with a specialist. <laughs> Larry was sent from God. There's no, no how many times I've said, I don't know if I could have done it without Larry. From the first moment, he brought his machinery in here, and we had all of his equipment from his construction company. He's never... He's never charged us a dollar. I never paid him a fee. I never paid him any rent for his equipment. We ran that stuff. We even took it to your houses to help you get out of your houses. Larry, I just can't tell you, man. I love you like a brother, my friend. I love you. And you always need another, well, 
I said I gave honor to Larry, but we really know who did the work. And <laughs> but God then sent us another specialist that came in the form of a precious lady. And this lady's name is Stephanie Cass. Stephanie Cass. Give you honor, Steph. She's working on her parents and houses and this houses and her in-laws lost their house. Her parents lost her house. She's been pulled all over this place, but Parkway has been her main focus and was sent to us by God and she stayed focused along with her team of assistants. I was one of the assistants. <laughs> and, and we had our whole staff became her assistants to help us get the room decorated because you need a decorator for the new thing. Loads of contractors. You remember what we prayed a few days ago? Send us every creed, every color. Loads of contractors of every color and creed work together as family as we prepared the house for the big change that was coming. The house that just a few days ago I said, God, send us men of every color. I stood in this house witnessing to one man after another of different color. And I'm going to tell you, some of those are going to be here next week because they, they wanted to be here bad today. But I've got a precious friend of mine that I'll, he's supposed to be here next week that I'm going to introduce that has been the key element of one of the reasons we're back in this building today. Am I right, Larry? He's supposed to be here with his entire family. And he's following. The other night, they're worshiping. and He comes in and starts videoing. We're going to get him in Jesus' name. And we're going to get his brother and his family and we're, we're, going, we're going to win. God's going to do it because we spoke of behold. We spoke of behold. But I will just tell you, we had, we had rednecks working in here. We had Hispanics. We had, we had a black man, a white man, red man, yellow. We had every color, every creed. I didn't know that's how it was going to walk in. I heard more country songs in this sanctuary. One day, I'm telling you, we need to dedicate this house because there has been, everybody has run off with everybody's, everybody. In this house, we need some praise and worship. One day, I walked to the back door and I went, oh, God. They had Stairway to Heaven by Led Zeppelin. <laughs> if you don't know what that is, that has nothing to do with Jesus. But sometimes when you have distant cousins in the house that don't know the house rules, you keep your mouth shut and just keep expecting, knowing God's got something working. It was as if God gave us a big old baby shower. And churches and businesses sent us gifts from far and wide to get, help us get ready. They came from all parts of the country helping us in our tough days. Some people I expected to come didn't come. Some people I didn't expect to come showed up. All kind of crazy things. People I knew, people I didn't know. 
One entire town of Midlothian, Texas got together. An entire town. Filled up massive trucks. Called us. Never met the town. The whole town. If you ever go through Midlothian, spend some money there and bless these people. They put... They brought us so much stuff to give out to our community and the people that were hurting. Midlothian, thank you today. They, we, we had people from Ohio, people from California, one of the largest churches in America, Pastor Rick Warren, never met him in my life, came down to Beaumont. I sit down with him along with about 50 other, 60 other pastors, and he ministered to me. He's spoken to my life. And then he went home and wrote us a check, Parkway, for $2,000. And then he just sent Adina and I a letter and said this, come to California for our purpose-driven conference. And I want you to, I know during this time, pastors go through rough seasons. And about this time, you're tired and weary. And I want you to come to California. And when you get here, I'll give you a $2,000 check to pay for your expenses. And so I'm going. Ohio, California, Colorado, North Carolina, New York, Jacksonville, Austin, a church from Longview. I'd never even met these people. Walked two times, came to this town to help us. Longview, Austin, Houston, on and on and on. One church, Life Church in Houston, they lost their building. They sent us to 2000 or 5000 to help us. I, I called the pastor, Pastor G, uh, Jim Kilgore. I said, Jim, I can't take this from you. Your building's down. He says, God's blessing me. I got I to gotta bless you. I got to bless you. I got to bless you. I'm forever indebted. Thank you for the baby shower. Our own family threw us a baby shower and raised $21,000 so that we could have... I know I'm going long, but just work through it. I don't get these chances very much. And they raised 21000 so we could have formula, baby formula, for the new thing. Well, it was for Connection Cafe, but everybody knows you got to have coffee for mama. <laughs> and during all this time, God added babies to the church. I don't know how it happened spread all over, can't figure out where we're going to have church. And God began to let people walk in for the first time that had never been to Parkway. We've been having growth track and people, we're saying, we're so excited we're going to the new church. They said, we came here because we like this one. And I'm saying, baby, it's getting better. Hang on with us. And in that time of nine months, we had 102 first-time guests. Approximately 50 of those 102 made Parkway home and worked their way through Grow Track. We thank you. We're glad you're here today. We're glad you're here today. Yes, we did lose some. We did lose some. And some did not make the journey with us. And we wept because they chose to no longer make the journey with us. But that's okay because God told us that would happen. On 8, 16, 17.
And now the time has turned from days into months, and some said it happened overnight, but honey, let me tell you, it didn't happen overnight. But the baby was growing in the womb of this church. And this morning, it's 5, 13, 18. And I drive up to this church, and I hear the sounds of family in the foyer. Excitement on the lips of all that call Parkway home. We open the doors today and we say, behold, a new thing. We've gotten, fat, we've gotten fatter now. But behold, a new thing. Just remain standing with me a second. Oh, yeah, I didn't tell you this. 8, 16, 17 was the date that I told you to mark down because something happened on that night. Mark it down. Unbeknownst to me, it was our conception date. Today it's 5, 13, 18. What's a normal healthy pregnancy? We're three days from being nine months. Sounds like it's a blessed pregnancy. Sounds healthy to me. Sounds he- Can y'all believe that? That's one of them wow moments. When I was pushing people like crazy to get in here today, I didn't even make that connection that it was three days from being nine months. Every good thing comes in a little bit early. I mean, Macy and Paige came a month early. And look how good they are. Now all this new thing has to do is grow. Because you really know it's not about the building, right? Didn't we learn that in the process of nine months? It's not about the maternity clothes and it's not about this and it's not about that. What it's really about, it's about you. It's about souls. It's about people that God's going to add to the church. We've got to add some more parking. That's always been an issue for us to try to figure out parking. But last time I checked, when there's a really good playoff game, people will park anywhere to get. When there's a big Super Bowl going, people will park up in people's yards. You better watch out. We're going to park in everybody's yard. We're going to do everything we can. But I'm going to tell you, now all that has to happen is we have to grow. And if God gave us the new thing, he's going to help the new thing to grow and we're going to praise God every time and we're going to give God the honor 
We're going to give God the glory. Because it's not about Nathan Keating and it's not about the staff as much as we honored each other and pat each other on the back. It's about the kingdom of God. And I want to say to you, this is not my church. I've been involved in every decision made. So if you don't like something, tell me. Just wait a month to tell me. But it's not about me. It's about Jesus Christ. And it's about having a hospital for hurting people in the Golden Triangle. And he told us that 16 years ago. And he's going to fill this house, and it's going to grow. And through every season, David, we're going to throw our hands up and say, Blessed be the name of the Lord. We're going to rejoice. Help it to grow, Lord. We're ready to grow, God. We're ready to move forward. It was given to you, to, to us by you, so let it grow the way you want it to. And now, like family, rejoices outside when they hear the first cries of the new thing. And they get all excited when they hear the baby cry. I'm asking you to do me a favor. I'm asking you to lean your ear close to the door of what God's doing because this is really only the beginning. And I want you to get your right hand out and your left hand out. And I want you to lift it to heaven. And I want you to praise God that something was being birthed to take us to the next level. Dedicate your chair. Dedicate your pew. Dedicate your place. Dedicate the air you breathe. Dedicate these walls. Dedicate everything in this house, God. Everything is because of you.